The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to the Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, uh, Taylor Ice PR. This is live stream on IRLoneStar.com and on uh, live Facebook, Conroe Culture News. We are in downtown Conroe, right on the square on Main Street, Lone Star Community Radio. So my guest today will be talking about Teen Adult Challenge from Magnolia, and then we're going to also talk about the election for runoff that is coming forward in July, and uh, that will be Scott Goldman for the 9th District Court of Appeals, and uh, it's not just Montgomery County, it's 10 counties, but we'll get back to that shortly. So today is the first day of hurricane season, June 1st. We do not need a hurricane. Last one was uh, three years ago, Harvey hit in August. So it doesn't seem like three years. But then again, the last couple of months have been really challenging, right, with this whole pandemic and everything. So my guest today, I have Leslie. Muzorewa. Say say your last name. Muzorewa. We're just going to call him Leslie. Sure. And uh, we have Micah Edwards, and they're going to talk about Adult and Teen Challenge, the Magnolia Campus. And again, we're going to hear Scott Goldman for Chief Justice, 9th District Court of Appeals. This show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic, and they're located by Conroe High School. If you're a new patient, you can follow their Facebook to see how she's given back to CASA with every new patient. It's only $25. So a couple things that are going on. The Players Theater Company is uh, doing a radio shows. I mean, why not? If they can't open the theater, they're going to do an old-time radio show. Hmm. So they're bringing back the great Gildersleeve, and they're having uh, auditions via Zoom starting today. And if you want to know more about that, you can go on their Facebook page, which is the Players Theater Company. It's kind of a great idea. I know that uh, the Crichton Theater was doing that with Stage Right for their... Um, Pinocchio showing. No, I'm sorry. It was Peter Pan showing. <laughs> and that's upcoming hopefully in July if everything works well. So this Saturday, June the 6th, the Conroe Central Market will have their very first sidewalk sale. And that's going to happen every first Saturday of the month. And that will be right outside their store on Thompson Street, right down from the courthouse. So that's from 11 to 4. Lots of unique items. If you've never been in there, they're in the old J.C. Penney building, and I believe it's three stories tall. Uh, lots, lots of vintage things, little knick-knack things that uh, might be good for Father's Day. You know, since we're in June, you just know it's just going to happen here in a couple weeks. And it's also wedding season. So if you're looking to get married, you're probably going to start booking your cake tasting. So you can go to Bernil's New Orleans Bakery and Cafe, and they're located at 330 North Main on the east side of the courthouse. And you would taste 8 to 10 different cakes with frostings. Doesn't that kind of sound good here at the lunch hour? I'm Delicious. just saying it does. So they also have a daily uh, lunch dinner menu, and they're right down the street from here, a block away. Um, so go check them out. And uh, their grand opening will be in August. So updates from the city of Conroe. All the offices are reopened. The courthouse the court offices are open, utility payment offices are open, the lobby is open, and the recreation center is open. They are not leasing facilities at this point. They're still on hold for that, but mm -hmm. summer camp is open at the uh, Oscar Johnson Community Center. That's ongoing. The pool is open, and they should have the new swim park open, I believe, in July. 
So we shall see. July 2nd will be the first Thursday concerts. Yay. It is starting up after holding off since April, and along with that, with that will be the first Thursday market days also under the pavilion. So we'll cross our fingers on that at Heritage Park, July the 2nd, starting at 4 o'clock. Music starts at 7, I believe. So with that, we're going to roll into our first segment with Leslie and Micah. Hey, guys. Hi, Micah. <laughs> How are you? I am good. As long as we don't have a hurricane come through here today, we're, we're all good. <laughs> a little humid out. So what exactly is Teen Adult Challenge? Well, um, Adult and Teen Challenge is a faith-based recovery program. Um, and, and the emphasis on it is not so much really recovery, but also just helping people overcome life-controlling issues. That's right. Um, I th- it was, it, it, it's basically, because um, I think drugs, alcohol is definitely a, a, a symptom uh, of the struggle that most people who come through right. our program. It's a crutch. But it, it, it's not, it's not the, it's not the core issue, um, if I can put it. I can so understand that completely. Yeah. So uh, that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you get underneath to figure out what is actually causing the abusive behavior. Yeah. And, and, and really, fundamentally, because we're faith-based, really we believe that Jesus Christ is the solution to the uh, drug epidemic and anybody's problems in, in, in general. And that's why it's not just faith, you know, it's just not recovery. It's more of a discipleship program. Okay. Yeah. So, Micah, you live at the Magnolia campus? I do. So tell me a little bit about your story. Wow. Um, you don't have to go the whole... Ten chapters. Just how you got connected with uh, the program, let's sure, say. Sure. Um, I came to Texas with a brief stint in the military. Um, and unfortunately, due to my issues that were out of my control at the time, um, that didn't last very long or go very well. I ended up in Texas kind of down and out. Um, Tired of, of ruining my life, really. And um, Teen Challenge was a, a last-ditch effort that God placed in my lap to kind of... Can I ask how old you are? 26. 26. 26. Yes, ma'am. You look younger. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> so does your family out here yeah. in Montgomery County? No, my family actually it lives in Orlando, Florida, for the most okay. part. That's where I'm from. So you got involved with uh, Teen Challenge. Do you call it Teen Challenge, Teen, teen Adult Challenge? Challenge? So Teen Challenge for short, but Adult and Teen Challenge of Texas, so I think Teen Challenge works for okay. most people. So you got connected with them a um, couple years ago, you said? No, I've actually been sober for about 10 and a half months now. It's a 12-month program, so. How's that feel? It's a little anxious. I mean, that's how I feel about it, but. I'm excited, and I'm, I'm definitely thankful just to be this far along. You know, I didn't think I could ever make it this far. Once you get into that type of addiction I was in the middle of, all hope kind of goes out the window. What was your turning point? <laughs> what made you decide you needed to do something? I just finally realized that I didn't know what was best for me. I needed to resort to uh People who cared about me always told me it was God, it was Jesus Christ, and I finally decided to really give it an authentic and genuine try. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what Teen Challenge is. You mm-hmm. talked about it being a faith-based solution for um, adults and teens, and you have a lot of these throughout the country and mm-hmm. beyond, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um so initially, it was started in New York by a man named David Wilkerson. Um, he was a uh, pastor out in Pennsylvania. He felt a big burden to help um, some young men who were uh, on a big news article in New York. So he drove away from Pennsylvania. He showed up to the courtroom. He tried to approach the bench. He was kicked out by the judge. Um, report, news reporters took that as an opportunity to ridicule him. You know, so they had him take a picture with him in his Bible. But he, he never was deterred. In fact, he came back to New York. He used to live out of his car and minister to these young men and women uh, in the gangs and in the drug and addiction back in the 60s. And then through persistence, and I 
I believe, faithfulness that um, God had called him to, he, he, he became um, known by the gangs, by, by, by the people on the street, and, and, and people started to recognize him, and he finally got enough traction where he was able to get a house, miraculously, a big old mansion, to house these people and start to help them um, get clean and become uh, you know, functioning members of society. And the rest, as you say, is uh, history. So fast forward 50 plus years now, um, actually 60, I would say. Um, this center's about 200 in the country. Um, there's about, there's thousands worldwide because it's now been spread to other parts of the world. And so um, that's Teen Challenge. And how did you get involved with Teen Challenge? Well, I too, at one point, was struggling with my addiction and I uh, came to Teen Challenge. I came ready and willing to uh, make that change. Um, you know, I, I told, basically I said, God, you know, you know, if I can't, if I can't make this last run, I'm going to just surrender. And pretty much that's what happened. So um, I knew then and I was just like, this is going to be an area, a focus of my life, you know, until I die. I can't half step it. I can't say, well, I'll just do it for a while. No, it's, it's a commitment. It's a lifelong commitment. And so that's uh, that's what I'm doing now is working at Teen Challenge and helping people. So from what I'm hearing you say, if you haven't walked down this, that same path, you don't really know. And so that makes what you do stronger and that you can coach people because you've been there, done that. More credible, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, You know, exactly. you have more credibility because yeah. you know what they're feeling and mm -hmm. what they're going through. Do you think that's true, Micah? Absolutely. Absolutely. Power, there's power in a testimony and similar experiences. So um, the counselors, you call them counselors, uh, I don't know, uh, that work there with uh, at, at your facility, yeah, the have staff. they all walked down that road? Generally, yes. There's some people who are um, more of a minister, ministerial role have been Other faith-based ways of getting yeah, experience in the resources. ministry. So generally speaking, the staff that we do have at the campus are all graduates um, generally, um, but we do have we do make room for, room for more um, people with what I would call more solid ministerial experience sure. for the sake of counseling because it's another though, resource and, and 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 yeah and and, and I, we don't want to we don't want to you know I guess close yourself off no definitely not that but more so but you know as we as we continue to grow it's life is a life is a uh, is a journey it, so graduating and getting clean and sober is not the destination because then we we still have questions we still have answers we still have struggles and so sure. um we Sorry. we are learning as we follow christ so we having them follow our example as we are still learning some things along the way and so that's the beauty of it very nice you know, y'all seem very cohesive together in what you're saying. And I love, Micah, how you're just smiling and you're very engaged in all of this. You have a great smile. Thank you. So, I mean, you seem excited. You seem like you're very true to your word, that this has been a good program for you. And I'm sure it was quite challenging at times. I've never walked that walk, but I have had um, my youngest son, and then he's now in the military. So I know from a parent perspective, the hell I went through and yeah. he, until he got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it is it is a challenge. So I think it's great that there's a program because it's hard to find good programs. Yeah, absolutely. In our area, not in Houston, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So if you live here, you want services here. I get that. So tell me a little bit about the Magnolia site. What's there? Well, I'm glad you asked, Margie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so it's it's a residential program. It's 12 months minimum, and so we we want to we want to make it a your home. Okay. Um, there's a classroom to do studies, but we also have a lot of uh, we'll call them amenities. Um, but they're basically based on more of a privilege because we don't want to give people the impression that everything is in life is given to you. It's it's simply not. So you don't check into a hotel. It's not like that. No, no, not at all. In fact, we wake up in the morning. I'll give you a brief rundown of the daily routine. We wake up. We go to prayer. We do uh, pre breakfast. 
we do chores, we go to class, and somewhere in between there, we're either working, whether we're doing landscaping or um, working in the kitchen or off-premises, off doing some sort of work job, um, which brings in a great deal of our revenue. Um, so we're not just saying, hey, we want a donation. We're also saying if you have work that needs to be done out there. What um, kind of work? Well, uh, Micah, you want to share that? Yeah, um, sure. We have had a wide variety of different jobs. We've actually had the privilege to work um, a lot of concerts and um, sports How's events. How's that going? Doing security. <laughs> yeah, not right, right now, now, not so great. But <laughs> some of my most memorable times in the last year have been like, just opportunities to see concerts and shows that I wouldn't have in my addiction. You know, even if I'm working them, it gives me an opportunity to not only pave the way for my program, but the person that comes after me sure. and to get some cool experiences, you know? Yeah. Um, we also do some lawn work, um, labor. <laughs> I remember one time me and this other guy, um, he's actually formerly a, a project contractor, engineer type of uh, role player. And, uh, we went out to deconstruct this lady's flooring, and I just learned so much that day because I hands do on. not have much hands-on experience with labor work. But that's just an example of, of things you get to do in Teen Challenge. Learn all kinds of trades and skills because everyone has something unique to bring that's to the table. That's cool. And work ethic. That's a big one. Sure. Yeah. Attitude, work ethic, those are all mm -hmm. traits that uh, can land you other places in life. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. if you stay on the road and don't get out of your lane, right? That's, yeah, absolutely. So I just thought of something. Yeah. You know who always needs assistance? Mm -hmm. Habitat for Humanity. Okay. Have you all ever thought about that? Because even if you don't have the skills, they show you. They just need people willing to do it. That might be a good collaboration. Absolutely. That they would, they that have would, a, uh, a community out in Conroe. Okay. Yeah, and they're building um, nine homes this year wow. for families that are eligible. They have to put in sweat equity, but they need can't do it all themselves. Just as a thought, I th yeah. think that might be a collaboration to help get your name out, too. Absolutely. Just saying. Absolutely. I appreciate so, that. Uh, how do you apply? How do you apply for work? What are the criteria that you're looking not to work? How do you apply to get in the program? Mm, well, so part of it is the process starts with a desire. If you have a desire to get well and get clean and sober, give us a call. Um, the process from there is we will assess based on, you know, certain things. Like we don't typically um, reinforce or admit people who are dependent on certain psychotropic medi medication. It's a faith-based, so we rely strongly on the faith component of our, our you know, well wellness. Mm -hmm. um, but the the other part is we do do uh, require applicants to do a blood screening um, for typically the the most common um, indicators on that blood screening would be hepatitis A B and C tuberculosis and HIV. COVID. Um, yeah, and that, and that, and that, and that's about it. So um, the once you have the blood screen, um, then we we can move on with a uh, interview will be conducted by our admission staff um, and just to make sure that it's a right fit for them just as it is for us sure. um, because sometimes we cannot provide the care that is required for certain individuals mm -hmm. and we don't want to we don't want to necessarily disrupt the overall care and management of a uh, you know a group of people um, but generally speaking um, God's usually in control and we get the right people in, um, and, and, and usually it, it works for them. Um, as far as I've been there, I haven't seen any. How long have you been there? there? So I would say I've been there about a year. Um, well, as a program student, so to be a total of two years since I've been to Teen Challenge. So I, one year as a student and another year and a half um, as a, uh, sorry, a year and a half as a student and then the other. Oh, wow. So it's three. <laughs> Sorry. Time flies. Yeah. That's I know. Crazy. Yeah. I was there in uh, 2018. So uh, you have your application on your website, teenchallengetexas.org. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yep. And is there a cost to this program? So there is a $1,500 induction fee, which covers the cost and expenses of um, each student for the initial first portion of it, um, room and board, um, 
and typically just all the necessary uh, expenses for that period of time, which is far cheaper than any place um, that I'm aware of. And it's uh, a year program, 12 yeah, months. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a year program. And, um, you know, you can mess up, I'm imagining it happens, right? Of course. You know, because we're human. Right. And if you're dealing with addictions, things happen, and mm-hmm. then you just have to get back on track. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Hopefully Absolutely. learn from your mistakes and move forward. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and I might say that, like, you know, just because it's 12 months, it does, it's a 12 months minimum. So some people do really need more encouragement and time in, in, in focusing on, on themselves. And so um, we allow that. We, we, we allow more time if needed because we're not trying to – the goal is to have a whole um, and full recovery. Um, we don't want to send people out half prepared um, – and so, yeah, there's, the, you know, it's a minimum of 12 months. But So it's a mutual more. feeling that you're ready to roll and graduate and be done. It, typically, we kind of have to say, slow down there, bucko. Uh, but, I mean, we, we, we want to... Stay the course. So we wanna, yeah, but we want to put people out who are ready and confident. We, we want to have confident in, confidence in them that they're going to be able to um, withstand Jesus. the temptations that sure. come with it because a lot of times, and, and, and I'll speak about myself, you know, um, so there's a portion, like, if you can go through the program, but there's also another portion of so people who've graduated who may actually go through a pro- process of relapse and, and actually come back and, and, and do what they call a restoration uh, program. And this is a three- to five-month program. That's what I was going to ask, if you have an after program, aftercare program. So, yes, there is, there is. And, and it, it, it's tailored a lot like... The f- tailored. Yes, tailored. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, so it's tailored to towards helping you learn from those mistakes. And and I was one of them. I I, th- I really thought I had a grip on life, but I was still pretty self reliant. And so mm-hmm. that was my big turning point. And as well, when I realized that you know I don't have all the answers, uh, even you know even when it seems so, there's always room to grow and learn. And I have to have that sure. attitude continually because, um, you know, pride comes before the fall. I believe that. Mm. Um, okay, so what, what's coming forward? How can people get involved? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we, have, we have several things. One of the biggest things that we're really excited about is that we have now finally got what we call the third phase, which is the second portion of the program. Before, we'd have to send them to our Brennan campus for them to do third phase, but now we can house our own students and have them go to work, come back, um, you know, live on campus, and save their earnings from the job so that they can prepare themselves and transition into society. And so that's big. Um, We're still currently uh, looking for help in helping furnish the dorms. It's a 42-bed dorm um, with metal lockers, we're looking for uh, probably sound equipment for our worship area. Could uh, somebody just contact you? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, we're looking for sound equipment for that. We're looking to help, uh, you know, bedding for that furniture because it's going to have a common room area. And even if you if you can manage maybe some uh, old, you know, uh, home games, sports games, board games, uh Sports equipment, you know, uh, all, all the things that was going to happen, you know, just to break down some of what I call the mundane routine stuff that the guys have to go through uh, daily. So donations of goods. Um, you can also sponsor a client that's yes, yes. in residence there. Absolutely. In fact, that's a really, 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 really good point you brought out, Margie. Um, so one of the things that most guys do or have um, struggle with coming through is that there's a lot, a lot of burnt bridges. I know when I did, uh, when I went through the program, it seemed like, uh, you know, I had no one out there supporting me. And and, 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 and it may not have been true, but it, it was the perception. Like a mentor? Well, more so just even just a friend or an advocate just well, yeah. to say, hey, you can do this, right. you know. And, and I Somebody remember, there when you yeah, start to struggle. Absolutely. You can call absolutely. up on the phone or whatever. You know, the, I think that's the biggest trap is feeling you like you're all alone, even when you're surrounded by people. 
And so just being able to sponsor someone and have that communication with a sponsor. A sponsor is essentially for $35 a month, we get to interact with this person. And, 35 and did you say? 35 That's nothing. Yeah, well, it's... $35 I, a month. Thirty, Just $35 a month. So um, can they go on your Facebook page to find out more about this? Absolutely. Or? absolutely. Okay, because I know a lot of people want to do that and do messaging and that. Yep. So uh, they can volunteer. They can sponsor a client. I saw that you have something called ATC Goods. Yes. Which um, is a gift program that then comes and benefits the organization as well. Yes, yes. Uh, so some of our campuses make some crafts. We have crosses and plaques. We have jewelry. Uh, all of this helps. Um, basically, it, it provides them with something to do and, and show their, their, you know, develop a skill or a trade. But it also benefits the ministry and as, as a whole because we get to sell those. It's, and, and it's just good, good, good all good, the way around. Win, win, win. Back and good, forth. good, good. That's right. Um, last question. Mm -hmm. So how many people stay there? Is it girls and guys or just guys? So our campus is a men's campus in Magnolia. Okay. We do have a women's center here in the Houston area. We'll be based in Alvin. The house is currently going uh, remodeling. So um, within the next couple of months, if there's, you know, we can always refer women to that campus. And how many guys? Right now we've got just under 20, so about 18. What's your capacity? 26, but because of the okay. the new dorms, it's going to jump up to 42. Social distancing? Social distancing. Well, you know, we've been very fortunate that during this whole crisis, no one's been infected because um, we, we generally stay pretty, we're, in, we're out there, we're, we're out, we're out in the... In the, in the with the sticks is that is, can I say that on the radio? You can say that. Okay, all right. You're well, in Magnolia. Just, That's yeah. yeah. We're in Magnolia. So I'm on the edge of that. Okay. I'm like right centrally in in Wood Forest, so I can go any direction. Yeah. So we've been very but not fortunate. Houston. I don't want. To. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that craziness okay, going on so there. Okay. So our time is out. Anything else you want to add? Well, Leslie. You know, Micah? if I can, just really briefly, I'll just say that you know we are here to help. Um, we know that the sense of community, the spirit of community overcomes all adversity, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, natural or man-made. And right now, I just want to say that um, our prayers, and prayers go out to everybody who's struggling through this pandemic and uh, all this unrest and that we, uh, we will make it through. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so TeenChallengeTX.org, or you go to their Facebook page, uh, Delton Teen Challenge Magnolia Campus. This yeah. is Leslie and Micah. Thank you guys very much for enlightening us, and uh, you'll have to keep me posted. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Okay, we'll be right back, and this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org. Because every life matters. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 Six four seven three seven seven six.
And we are back. I am Margie Taylor, Conroe Culture News, Lone Star Community Radio. You can This is live streamed on IRLoneStar.com, and we are in downtown Conroe. So for the second segment of the show today, June 1st, uh, I have Scott Goldman, good friend of his, and their whole family. I've known him for many, many years. And he's a candidate in the runoff for Chief Justice, 9th District Court of Appeals. That's a whole mouthful. I have to make sure I get all the words right. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Um, I want to get into all about that, but when is the runoff election start? Well, the early voting actually is from June 29th through July 10th, uh, two weeks uh, prior to the runoff election, which actually will be on Tuesday, July 14th. Okay, so let's talk about who you are and why you're running and why you're causing all this stress to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like Margie said, I'm Scott Goldman. Uh, I've been a practicing attorney for 31 years, uh, predominantly civil litigation. And um, I, I tell you what's made me uh, want to do this. Um, I, I don't try cases just in Montgomery County. I work for Hope and Causey. We have offices in, in Conroe, Houston, San Antonio, and Kennedy. And we try a lot of cases across the entire state of Texas. I do a lot of trials in Harris County, uh, San Antonio, uh, some in Travis, some in, in Dallas and Fort Worth. And what you find is, is that these big metropolitan areas are all Democratic, which isn't a bad thing, but they've elected judges that are very liberal, that do not uh, follow and enforce the laws. Isn't that the main thing of what a judge is supposed to do? Any judge. Okay, whether that's what I thought. Just whether they're a municipal... They're supposed to stay in their lane and follow right, the rules, right? right? Whether it's a municipal <laughs> judge, a JP, county court law, district judge, a justice on the court of appeals, a justice on the uh, uh, Texas uh, Supreme Court, or a judge on the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is basically the Supreme Court on criminal cases in Texas, all of those judges, you want to elect someone that's going to interpret the law, follow the law, and enforce the law. And when I say follow the law, we've got hundreds of years of case law precedent that courts have already established that have interpreted the laws and, and laid a, a roadmap, uh, you know, basically past case precedent on how these laws are supposed to be enforced. And that's what a judge is supposed to do. A judge is not supposed to be an activist judge where they're gonna try to you know, put in their moral ethics and beliefs uh, while they're in office. Do some do that? Oh, absolutely. Basically legislate from the bench. And that's what really made me decide to do this because I've had a lot of trials in Harris County and San Antonio where the judges, when you give them the law, when you show them that you, you know, the Texas Supreme Court case law that says this is the law, this is what you're going to do, and they tell you, well, I don't have to follow that, and they don't follow it, and they come up with whatever they want. That is And no one's stopping them. Not until you appeal the case. Right. Uh, and that's what, that's what legislating from the bench is, and, and that's what you don't want. So what counties does this cover? This covers 10 counties, basically. It's a lot. Yeah, and, and the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest county, the biggest voting block county is Montgomery County. So if you basically went east, southeast, through Cleveland, Dayton, Liberty, Liberty County, and then you continued on to Port Arthur, which is Jefferson County, and swung back up the Texas-Louisiana border, you know, Beaumont, Orange, Orange County, and then the other counties are Jasper, Hardin, Newton, the farthest northern county is Tyler County, which is the Woodville area. And then if you come back west, southwest, you're back through Polk County and San Jacinto County. So there are a lot of smaller areas. Yeah, back to Montgomery County. So it's not a pie, but it's similar. So it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> ten counties, trying to campaign in ten counties. How's that going? Tough. Well, it, it, it's tough enough without the coronavirus problem, and since uh, that reared its ugly head, uh, campaigning's been next to impossible. So you talked that uh, you've been an attorney for 31 years. Correct. And you have had many civil cases. I've got over 300 civil jury trials under my belt, which is a lot, a lot of trials. 
throughout more than most, the area. More, more, more than most attorneys will ever do in their entire career. And how have they all gone? Pretty good? I've been very, very fortunate. Knock on, knock on wood. And, uh, and I will say this. You know, when you've got uh, liberal jurisdictions where the judges are not willing to enforce the law, they don't necessarily give one of the attorneys a, a fair trial. Uh, and people have asked me, you know, well, have you been so successful? It's not because of the judge. It's because of the civil jury system. The juries get it right better than 90% of the time. They can see through things. They can see when one of the attorneys is acting inappropriately. They can see where the judge is acting inappropriately, favoring one of the attorneys, not being fair and impartial. So by having people get involved. Yeah, you got you got six to jurors. To monitor what's the right way to, to handle right. things. You got six jurors in county court of law. You got 12 jurors in district courts. And through the course of the trial, they, they see all the evidence, hear all the evidence, read between the lines. And when they go back and deliberate, they make the right decision nine out of ten times or better. That's reassuring. And the judge has to basically follow the jury verdict Absolutely. to create a judgment. So mm -hmm. I end up getting a fair judgment, not because of the judge in these liberal counties, but because of the jury. So what type of cases is this? I, I know they're civil cases, but what kind of yeah. thing? What does that look like? Okay, well, basically you got two categories. you got criminal, which mm -hmm. we all know. And you got the civil. bad people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you and you got civil. And civil covers everything. It covers things from, you know, personal injury, wrongful death, probate, wills, trust, family law, uh, you know, issues involving children, child protective services, all your consumer cases, your business cases, vehicles your, or anything like yeah, that. Breach yeah. of contract. Traffic accidents, blah blah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Libel, slander, defamation. That all falls under the civil uh, gambit. And I've handled uh, most of that stuff, you know, in my, in my career. I mean, I've done libel, slander, defamation, contracts, uh, business, consumer, auto, death. Uh, I've had cases involving family law issues. I've had cases involving probate, wills, and trust issues. I've had, I've had cases involving criminal issues. I've had uh, cases involving children, child protective services case, uh, cases. So I've, I've handled cases all across the civil gambit board. So do you partner or have been in um, the courts out here in Montgomery County? Yes, I've tried a lot of courts in Montgomery County. I basically started my career uh, uh, in uh, 1988 here in Montgomery County with a firm back then called Rubin Hope and Associates. And uh, we predominantly did insurance defense law for State Farm Allstate USAA. I worked for Rubin for a number of years. Um, and actually, you know, John Causey came on board in, uh, back in December of 89 and Charles Crager, and so I worked with them. Uh, Charles is now one of the justices over in the Ninth Court of Appeals mm -hmm. in Beaumont. And uh, I currently work with, with John Causey at Hope and Causey. Uh, after I left Reuben, I went to work for uh, law offices of K. Michael Mays. Uh, he became uh, our uh, 410th District Court judge here mm -hmm. and, and was a judge for 20 years. When he left, uh, well, before he took the bench, the firm went from uh, law offices of K. Michael Mays to Mays and Haas, Mark Haas. And then when Mike took the bench, Mark Haas and I partnered up with Haas and Goldman. And I continued to work uh, with Mark until December of 11. And then uh, basically March 1st of 12, went back to work with my original firm, which is now Hope and Causey, and I've been there ever since. So you're local, you, you live in Cut and Shoot. <laughs> there is cut, a Cut and Shoot. There is a Cut and Shoot, <laughs> seven miles east of Conroe. And, yeah. uh, I've got 30 acres out there with my wife, Doris, and... Uh, uh, you know, we've we've uh, we've raised four boys out there. That uh, three they're of them are all doing well. They're all doing great. Three of them are married. Uh, we only have two grandsons and a third grandson on the way, and uh, so uh, people are probably familiar with Doris's name more than mine because she was the executive director of the Montgomery County Food Bank for nine years. That's where you got to know her. I think it was eleven, wasn't was, it? It may have been, and then she went to <laughs> she left there and went to. 
work uh, as uh, Barb Sadler's chief of staff for approximately his last three years. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, after that, she ran for his spot, didn't get it, and then she's been home uh, since then. Uh, her 89-year-old mother lives with us and her 96-year-old first father-in-law from her first marriage. <laughs> it's all one us. big happy family. <laughs> yeah, so we went from four overly rambunctious boys <laughs> to two adult problem children. And, uh, if but you they're good-natured, and they oh, go yeah. a lot of places they with go, you. They go everywhere <laughs> with us. And if you ask Doris, she's got three adult problem children, and I'm her biggest problem child. I have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. All right. Um, so... You're involved so because you think it's important to follow the law, and that's what really gets your goat, per se, and, and you want to be a part of that as a judge. So what constitutional issues are there? You know, that's, that's very misleading. Um, and, I, and I'll say this. My opponent is campaigning on constitutional issues, and he's complaining about you. So there aren't constitutional issues. Yeah, but, well, yes and no. He's okay. complaining about U.S. Supreme Court decisions over the years. And I don't want the voters to get misled. That's not what's involved. Those, you don't do that. Well, no, because those, those, those decisions that were decided by the United States Supreme Court started off in federal district court, went to federal court of appeals, and then went up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we're not involved Those aren't in your that. cases. No, there's not, a, there's not a county court judge, a district judge. Uh, we've got 80 court of appeals justices and 14 court of appeals across the state of Texas. None of them, none of the justices on the Texas Supreme Court and none of the judges on the Court of Criminal Appeals are going to reverse the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's a sidestep. That has nothing it, to do. It has nothing to do with what we're doing. And, 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 and basically, we're different. We're an intermediary court. That means that there's already been a trial in county court at law or in district You're court. You're an appellate court. Right. It's already been there, done that. Now people want to hear something else. Yeah, they've got a judgment. One of the parties is not happy, so they appeal it to the, court of, the applicable court of appeals. And those t 10 counties that I discussed, mm -hmm. that court of appeals sits in Beaumont, Texas, and they hear those cases, whether they're criminal cases or civil cases from those 10 counties. So your office would be in Beaumont? Office is in Beaumont. And you'd commute? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> the current Chief Justice, Steve McKeithen, who I'm uh, asking for your vote to replace, uh, he's got an apartment over there. He leaves Monday morning, goes over there to the court, and he comes back at the end of the week. Charles Crager has a garage apartment over there. That's what he does, and that's what so I So there's do. ways to figure it out. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, what, what is the contrast, without being negative, but what is the contrast between you and Jay Wright? Uh, Does he have as much experience as you do? He's got 30, 34 years experience. Well, see, that, that's a about, lot. Okay. the same. You know, he does across the board. Um, he's, uh, both of us have handled appeals. He's handled more appeals than I have. I've got about 50 appeals. Now, you know, he's campaigned that, well, when you go online and look, I've only got 20-some-odd, and, and he's got 117. Well, when it's your... When it's your law firm and you're a solo practitioner and you are the law offices of Jay Wright, every case is under your name. Well, when you work, when I worked for Reuben Hope, every case was under Reuben's name. When I worked because it's Michael, their business, it's yeah, their law firm. Yeah. When I worked for Michael Mays, every case was under Michael Mays' name. When I worked for Mays and Haas, it was still under Mike's name, not Mark's name. When I work uh, now for Hope and Causey, it's under John Causey's name. So right. I've tried lots of cases. I've handled a lot of appeals that are not going to show up under my name. They're going to show up basically the owner or lead attorney with those law firms. So do you have comparative experiences then in appealing different cases? Well, Jay's done civil and criminal, and I've only done civil. Um, and but criminal doesn't matter for this position, no, right? That, no, it hears criminal cases too. Okay. Uh, but I'm not concerned about that, and here's why. Number one, the rules of evidence between civil and criminal are basically identical, okay? The rules of civil procedure versus criminal procedure are substantially different. And the reason is, is there's a whole lot more procedural rules on the civil side 
because there's more complex cases, there's more pretrial matters, pretrial discovery that you don't have on the criminal side. And so we're all educated, you know, all of us attorneys running for these positions are educated. We can read the law, we can interpret the law, we can follow the law, and we can enforce the law. So it's not that big a deal. And you've got four justices. Steve McKeithen is finishing up his third term, 18 years. He's the only one of the four over there that ever tried a criminal case. And he tried 10 to 15 misdemeanor trials when he was the Montgomery County attorney. Never tried a felony case. Uh, Justice uh, Craig, Crager, Justice Horton, Justice uh, Johnson, they never ever did any criminal law whatsoever. And so all of them are working in their second or third term mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're deciding these cases on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis without any criminal experience. So you don't it's not have really to have that it. important. And let me, while I mention it, uh, you asked about constitutional issues. There's going to be some constitutional issues, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. And they're mainly on the criminal side. You know, was the, was the, uh, the uh, convicted uh, felon, you know, was he given Miranda rights? Was, was there a proper search or was there an improper search and seizure? Uh, did he have effective... So those things are pretty easy to figure yeah, out. They're, they're, this, it doesn't <laughs> take a rocket scientist and there's case law out there. I mean, did he have effective counsel in his defense or not? Mm -hmm. I mean, was the defense attorney during the criminal trial sleeping? And there's been cases like that. And they're reversed and sent back down for a new trial. Did the, the criminal defense attorney... Uh, uh, did he know of witnesses that could establish an alibi for the person that was convicted and those weren't called? That's ineffective representation of counsel that, you right. know, you can appeal and try to get the, the judgment, the conviction set aside and sent back down for a new trial. So th there's issues like that. You know, did, did he receive due process? But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out. And there's lots evident. of case law yeah. that interprets that and tells you what the law is to follow. And that's why we have four justices handling all these criminal appeals without any criminal experience, really. It's, mm. it's not uh, that big mm -hmm. a deal. So tell me about your endorsements. Oh, I've been endorsed by, I think, five right now. Um, the Texas Patriot Pack, which is the big Republican uh, uh, Woodlands Tea Party, um, Republican Voters of Texas PAC, which is predominantly 80 to 90, predominantly women and some men, made up mostly from the uh, seven Republican women groups in Montgomery County, um, Texans for Lawsuit Reform, uh, Texas Homeschool Coalition, and uh, Texas Civil Justice League, which is in Austin. That's made up of it's all businesses. It's made up from mom and pop businesses up to major corporations. And that pack actually researches judicial candidates to, to determine who is conservative, who is going to follow and enforce That's the law. That's a big law. one. Yeah, and then they make endorsements. So I've got uh, their endorsement too. So those are major, major endorsements. So what do you need from people besides their vote? Well... <laughs> I need their vote. I need their support. And, you know, before the primary election, we could go out and, and walk neighborhoods. We could leave our, our, our push brochures, cards, yeah. push cards, you know, on people's homes. Uh, there were groups. There was gatherings. There was forums. There was debates where we could get out and try to spread the word to people about Before ourselves. COVID. Before, before <laughs> the coronavirus. And yeah. since then... Everything's come to a screeching halt. There are no gatherings. There are no groups. There are no forums that we can go talk to people at. And, you know, we went through two months where everybody's world was turned upside down. Nobody was interested in politics. Uh, and I wasn't going to go out and knock on people's door and ask them to come speak to me when they can't get out. You know, that would be hypocritical. You know, you're supposed to stay at home and I'm out walking, and I'm not going to leave these on people's door for them to open up and see something and pick it up that somebody else has touched. It's just common, common courtesy and professionalism and being concerned about everybody's health and well-being. Right. So there's been none of that. 
and um, things are starting to open back up now. Uh, there's some meetings that are starting to open back up now, but you know, voter turnout in a runoff election is low, historically. And yes. with the coronavirus, it's probably gonna be lower. So the only way we can get the word out about ourselves is from the voters researching us, learning about us. Goldmanforjudge.com, F-O-R, Goldman. Yes, G-O-L-E-M-O-N. Like lemon. Yes. I go, remember Doris saying yeah. that so go, many years go ago. Go lemon. Just, just don't go call me lemon. go lemon. Don't call me Goldman. It's Goldman. Go um, lemon, though. Yeah. Uh, go lemonforjudge.com. Or goldman2020 at gmail.com is my email. You know, my cell number, if you want to talk to me, is 936-520-2685. Uh, and you have a Facebook page, too, so you're easily yeah, found. Scott Goldman for Chief Justice. They can write a question on there, or they can get yard signs or a business. They could put a big sign out in their business. That's right. And they can also, all those things are available if they go to the website, goldmanforjudge.com. So I need, I need the voters to support me. To right. vote for me. That's but ultimately them, what you need. I need them to get out <laughs> and spread the word. Mm -hmm. Social media, their contact list, their email list. I need them to spread the word uh, to support and vote for Scott Goldman for Chief Justice, 9th District Court of Appeals. Okay, early voting starts June 29th and goes no, through Ju June 29th to July 10th. I said that. I was early voting, yeah. right? Well, yeah, but you said July 29th. Oh, okay. Yeah, June, June 29th, 29th to July 10th. Yeah. And election day is on July 14th. 14th. Okay. So any any dates coming up that you know of where someone could see you uh, that you know of? Nothing. <laughs> I know in Montgomery County, uh, the various Republican women groups are starting to schedule meetings. Okay. Uh, I know this Thursday uh, around 11 to 1 hours, um, that's uh, Lake Conroe area Republican women. Okay. Uh, Bentwater, uh, the North Shore Republican women are going to be having a meeting this month at the Yacht Club in Bentwater. Uh, I think the uh, Woodlands Republican women are going to have a meeting uh, down in the Woodlands. So just go to the Republican women of yeah. Montgomery County and look and see when well, they're meeting, and you will probably be there. Yeah, if you go to the Montgomery County Republican Party website and go to their calendar, they'll have all these different events. So whatever events are starting to open back up, I'll be at. You'll be there. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, Scott Goldman, and he is running for Chief Justice, 9th District Court of Appeals. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Margie. <laughs> Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.